The world is on fire everywhere you look, and good news is hard to come by. But never fear, we are bringing the good news today because it's Friday, so let's get to it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. Hi. And before we dive into this topic today, honey, is there anything you would like to say? I just want to remind you guys to pray for that family that we brought up the other day. Um, yeah, they just had their funeral, so uh, yeah, it's just a lot of heartache. And I just pray for people's faith to not fail during this time. And I know a lot of people around us are losing loved ones, and I, I know loss is a test of our faith, just like with Job. So let's remember that, okay, because we have a good example in the Bible. Definitely. Uh, please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, whatever it happens to be. If you're on the podcast, please follow us. We would love to get some reviews from you guys, preferably good reviews. That would be wonderful. Um, and I have a praise request or a praise report, I guess. It's just been some trying times, obviously, um, going through the COVID, the mandates, job loss, all these sorts of crazy things. But in the midst of that, you kind of start learning who your friends are. And I've been fortunate in my workplace to sort of start gathering together with some folks I would otherwise not probably ever meet, um, godly people. And that's def definitely a blessing in this trying time to find some more godly um, brothers and sisters that you can learn to rely on and trust in and kind of strengthen you when you mm -hmm. know, start getting beaten down and weary and stuff like that. So um, thank God for that, because I certainly yeah. need it. So so on to this topic, man, every, you know, as we try to do on Fridays, you know, we try to bring you good news. That's something we decided to do a while ago. And we kind of said every Friday is going to be good news unless, you know, there's some sort of catastrophic event going on. And it was definitely tough at first, you know, mm -hmm. to comb through the news and find, you know, there's some good articles, you know, <laughs> fireman rescue cat from a tree or whatever, but like stuff that's yeah. worth bringing to you. Yeah. And it was tough, but it's only getting harder. Like, you know, we go the whole week combing for articles and we get to them and we're like, Friday, and we're like, do you have anything? Like, nope. Okay. So, um, you know, as we were kind of thinking about what we wanted to bring for good news today, we were like, man, who would have thought, you know, that electing like the most godless collection of politicians and political leaders in American history would have had this sort of negative effect on our country? Like, who could have thought? <laughs> I know. And I was just realizing there is no good news out there to discuss with you that will lift your spirits in light of the worldwide problems going on. Because we need a real remedy um, for how we are feeling. We need to remember there is and always has been a spiritual war going on in this earth. And Satan has always worked to corrupt God's people. And we see this in how the worldliness uh, has infiltrated Christian homes and churches. Yeah, it seems to be creeping in everywhere. And you know, like we said, the world does seem to be on fire. Um, and the sad mm -hmm. thing is, is we don't seem to have anybody that has any real solutions. You know, like the Republicans, you know, they're out there telling you now because the Democrats are in control that they're all screwing it up and all this. And of course they are. Sure they are, right? They're a godless political party. 
But the Republicans had their chance at leadership over the past 20 years. And, you know, obviously since the time of the founding of this country, you know, we've had changes in political parties and they've all had a hand in leading us to where we are. So Republicans haven't fixed the problem. They're just, you know, taking this chance to maneuver politically. Um, and it's truly crazy and disheartening, I think, to look out at the landscape and just see like the sin and devastation that's going on in this country, mm-hmm. you know, but where Washington doctors, celebrities, the racists and the news media, where they don't have any solutions to the problems we face. Um, we do know where to find the solutions. And that I think is what gives us hope. And that's the good news on this Friday. The solution to those problems is the Bible. <laughs> And I know that may not be a sexy message that, you know, you think you need to hear right now, but it is the message we need to hear right now. And Mm -hmm. it is the good news. You know, the Bible, our father in heaven has given us, uh, he's given us this manuscript, like instructions on basically how to fix all the problems that are destroying our nation right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, where this obviously gets difficult is that we have to actually pick it up and read it, you know, and that's hard enough. But what's actually even harder is after we've read it, we have to do what it says. Um, And it has to be in that order. You have to read it first to understand it. And then you have to do it. You can't have somebody tell you what it says and go do what they told you it says. You've got to learn it for yourself. Actually read it and then actually do it. Sounds easy. Sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're kind of making light of it, but your life is busy. Um, it's only gotten busier. You've only gotten more work to do, more kids, more whatever it is on your plate. And it's hard to carve that time out. And especially if maybe you aren't an avid Bible reader or your faith is waning or it just hasn't been strengthened or whatever it happens to be, it's hard to be like, you know what, I'm going to go back to scripture reading because that's going to fix my problems. Like it sounds easy, but it's not. It's a test of mm-hmm. your faith. And, yeah, you know, like anything, it takes habit. It takes laying aside some other things that you would do. I mean, maybe it's getting up earlier than you would in the morning, or maybe yeah. you already get up early, but you're a morning workout person. Maybe you need to lay that aside. You know, maybe you need to devote more time to your spiritual fitness than you do your physical fitness or Whatever it is, it's not easy and we're making light of it, but it isn't. We feel it too. You know, we, yeah. we've got kids, we've got work, we've got a million other things and it's hard to find time. But as the world's gotten crazier, we've dove more into our faith. And this podcast yeah. has been a big blessing to that, but it's definitely strengthened us um, mm-hmm. and given us a lot of hope. So uh, we just wanted to kind of touch on a few topics um, I know I've kind of been rambling. Do you want to jump in here with anything or do you want me just to press on? I was going to just say, if you can't get into reading the Bible right away, there's plenty of audio Bible you can listen to on your way to work. What I really like is daily audio Bible. Um, there's an app for it and I don't know. I don't, I think it might be a dollar. It's free, but I yeah, really enjoy that. to hear somebody read to you and the Bible in like the Jewish manuscript for the week in some weird text you've never heard. <laughs> Daily audio Bible is 
No, he, it's good because he'll go on. He does he picks different versions all the time. Yeah. So he won't like just read from the King James. He'll yeah. be like, today we're reading from the Wesleyan Bible. And you're like, what? Well, yeah, and people will call. They can call, uh, they can call in with prayer requests and stuff, and other people get on there and they pray for the person they heard with their request. Like, it's a really good community yeah, to get good. into. And I mean, that's something where maybe if you don't want to lay your fitness aside, maybe turn the music off and put the audio Bible on. Um, and that's a good mm-hmm. resource. Still, I would say nothing beats actually opening the pages. Yeah. Um, you can but, highlight and everything and make notes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we do want to just kind of touch on some of the bigger things going on in the country. You know, like, so obviously the Middle East is on fire right now, right? Everyone knows that. The country that we spent 20 years fighting, trillions of dollars investing in, fell in an instant. So, you know, the question, like, are the same people that got us into the mess, spent the last 20, 30 years dragging us through that mess, are they somehow now going to be the ones that solve this disaster? (laughs) Of course not. Like, that's, (laughs) That's the definition of insanity, right? To be like, hey, you got me into this mess. You made the mess worse. And now they're like, well, hold on. I'm going to fix it all. Of course, they're not going to. Um, yeah, but well, the Bible tells us what to look for in a leader. And we did cover this in a previous episode, uh, the religion and politics, uh, which we will have linked uh, up here in the show notes. Um, but if you will put your faith above your politics and above the fear, we can put leaders in place that can solve this issue our leaders are a reflection of us after all yeah so if you want to make the decision to be you know a christian first instead of a republican or a democrat this book actually tells you what to look for in a leader and we're not talking about a pastor it does tell you that too but it actually tells you who to look for for biblical leaders if you want to know how to get this country right solve problems Get somebody who is actually in line with God, has godly wisdom, these sorts of things, so that they're actually looking to solve problems and not just to garner more power, more money for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to stop being Democrats or Republicans first, Christians second. Mm -hmm. We need to actually, like, let our faith be important to us and... um, that's one way that we can solve the problems in the world that we live in. You know, another one, gender confusion, right? LGBTQ plus, uh, pornography, all this stuff seems to be exploding across our country. And, you know, like we can't even figure out how many genders there are. We can't decide if, you know, we're men, we're women, something else entirely. Um, gay marriage, homosexual lifestyles seem to be in your face everywhere you look. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. It's insane. And, you know, fortunately, we don't have to be left in the dark. The Bible, <laughs> again, speaks on this issue as well. You know, it tells us how we were created, what gender roles are, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what marriage is. What sexual immorality is. It actually tells you all these things in this book. Yeah, the answer for every problem is in the Bible. Um, It's given us the answers to all of these things. And again, here the problem lies in reading to find out what it says, but then actually putting into practice what you read, teaching these things to your children, whatever age they are, and hopefully when they're younger and modeling it for them in your home. And this isn't a problem uh, that we solve overnight, but over years, we can turn the culture back to God 
and restore the land, but you have to stop waiting for someone else to do it. It has to start in your home with you and your family. So we can't just keep grumbling and complaining about it and feeling hopeless. No, and we've said this before, Trump's not coming in on a white horse to save this. This is a mess that we've caused over decades and decades Mm -hmm. and decades of walking away from God. We're not solving it with one politician. Um, right. You know, so again, this is difficult, right? The Bible gives us all the answers, but we have to do it, right? That means you have to overcome your porn addiction. Um, you have to repent for your sexual immorality, you know, whatever it is in your life, um, your homosexual tendencies, all these sorts of things, they can be overcome. Yes. The world's lying to you and telling you that this is somehow your identity. Yeah, like embrace it and just... Yeah. Who you sleep with is who you are now. Like, and it's simply not true. And the Bible tells you that it's not true. Um, but the thing is, it starts with you. You know, you have all the answers at your fingertips. And we did want to mention if you don't actually have the answers at your fingertips because you don't have a Bible, um, we'll have links down in the show notes to a very affordable version on Amazon. Um, those are affiliate links, but if you want to buy one for very cheap, and get yourself one, I would encourage it. I would encourage you to maybe buy two or three and start giving them out to people because they need them. Um, but it's yeah. literally, the, it's the only thing that fixes this nation. Mm-hmm. So another thing that we're dealing with, right, is obviously worthless, racist politicians and news media that are trying to drive this nation into racial division again, a place we've already come out of. We've already beaten the racial divisiveness in this country, but they're trying to drag us back. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, number one, obviously stop listening to them. They are an arm of Satan as far as I'm Mm -hmm. concerned, because if they're spreading and promoting sin everywhere you look, um, that doesn't come from heaven. So, but again, the Bible, (laughs) this little book, right? The whole thing right here, it's, it's not big. Um, It teaches you all you need to know about how to treat your brothers and sisters. Uh, everything you need to know about walking in love with one another. Yes. And again, it starts with you uh, not allowing them to drive you to a place of hatred and anger, but rather realize they see you as a pawn in a power game. Teach your children how to view people as made in God's image to see the heart, the content of the people. So God did not leave us to figure this out for ourselves. He gave us his instructions on all matters. Yeah. Like we don't need Jesse Jackson and, you know, whatever scumbag politician to tell you, you know, how you're supposed to see people. (laughs) God already gave us that instruction. So Mm -hmm. you just need to go and find it if you're confused, um, because godless politicians don't have the answer. Um, but it is written down for you in God's word. Mm -hmm. Another one fear, right? Everywhere. It's in your face 24 hours a day, right? The COVID boogeyman is around every corner going to get you, you know, whatever it happens to be, whatever variant they have today. You got fear of the vaccine. You got fear of the unvaxxed, right? Like fear, fear everywhere you look. Our worthless, godless leaders, they want you to be afraid of everything and everyone, right? You know, obviously accept them because there are dear leaders and saviors that are going to (laughs) rescue us from all the problems that Mm. they caused, of course. Um, but they drive us to this hatred and anger. You know, they have families pitted against families. Uh, they got people losing their jobs now, losing careers. 
And the worst thing is they got people cheering on these losses. They've turned us against each other, you know, neighbor mm-hmm. against neighbor. It's insanity. I know it. Um, but the Bible speaks about fear and how we are to handle fear. So we haven't been left without answers. God, again, is graciously provided for us. And where our godless leaders have left us only questions, God has provided answers to fear and anger and hatred. And again, it starts with you. You can't walk around wishing everyone would treat you better, respect your decisions, if, if you aren't treating them well and respecting their decisions. No, but again, the Bible gives you that instruction. You don't need to go to some talking head on the news media to figure out, you know, how you should treat, if you should be afraid, you know, all the Bible tells you everything you need to know. Um, you know, I heard Ray Lewis, I think was the first person I ever heard call the Bible that, but he called it, you know, the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. Oh yeah. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, that's such a perfect, you know, I guess name for the book, you know, whatever is an acronym or whatever, but yeah, it gives, it's all the instructions you need for living life on this earth. So just as we get ready to end here, we want to leave you with some hope from scripture um, to kind of navigate these trying times. And so we just grabbed a couple of verses here. Um, There's so many more, but just to sort of lift up your spirit again, because this world is yeah. constantly beating you down, beating you down. And um, we just want to remind you that God is for us, right? He's not against us. And you can find hope in that. So John 16, 33 He says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That is such a comforting verse. I love that one. I know it's like, you can just gloss right over it, but when you need it, it really, really speaks to you. Yeah. And the other verse, it's long, but there's a lot to it. It's really good. Uh, Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the, gra- clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I think that's such an important part um, where he just says, uh, I can't find it here. Uh, Seek first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such an important part. And that's what we're talking about. Seek first the kingdom. Um, and then let that be sort of the foundation you build your life on. Um, second Peter three, eight through 15 here says, but beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord, one day is as as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. 
the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for the hastening, uh, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. Hmm. Oh, good. In Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So again, there's a thousand other, I mean, the entire mm-hmm. Bible, right, is obviously full of um, inspiration. And we would just, again, encourage you guys, in light of the world we live in, where good news seems to be so difficult to come by, get into the scriptures, um, remind yourself of God's goodness, mm-hmm. and then start putting his rule, his instructions and rules into action in your own life. because we are the ones that turn this country back to God. We're the ones that solve the problems. It's not an election. It's not some billionaire CEO. It's you and me Mm -hmm. and our families over the long haul. um, It's not going to be a quick process, but it starts with you and me and it needs to start today. So do you have any last words, honey, to get ready to wrap this up? I just had one more verse I shared with a friend today, just for encouragement and it's Colossians three twelve through 17. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And the part that stood out to me is, let the peace of Christ rule. Let the word of Christ dwell. So we have to allow that. And we... um don't let his peace rule and his word rule or dwell in us. We're not reading it. And if we're not reading it, then we don't have his peace either. So his word is so powerful. And, and those other, um, not commands, but just, you know, how to walk in love with others and 
be compassionate and kind and forgiving toward one another, especially that forgiveness part with the body being so divided lately over all these political issues. And we've got to forgive one another. We can be angry in our disagreements and we're going to have to agree to disagree on things, but we have to forgive one another. That's so important because we've been forgiven of so much more offenses towards God. So we can't hold on to any offense toward one another. No, definitely. So um, don't fear, um, put your faith in God and um, start to be that healing that this country needs. Um, Cause it starts with you and me and it starts by getting this word and yeah. uh, writing it on your heart. So that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, we love you. God bless. <laughs>